The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace of a deep wonder and awe before the mystery Jesus, being both human and divine. Our reading is from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Our second voice is Richard Rohr. Through the act of creation, God manifested the eternally outflowing divine presence into the physical and material world. Ordinary matter is the hiding place for spirit, and thus the very body of God. Since the very beginning of time, God's spirit has been revealing its glory and goodness through the physical creation. Christians believe that this universal Christ presence was later born of a woman under the law in a moment of chronological time. This is the great Christian leap of faith. We daringly believe that God's presence was poured into a single human being so that humanity and divinity can be seen to be operating as one in him and therefore in us. But instead of saying that God came into the world through Jesus, Maybe it would be better to say that Jesus came out of an already Christ-soaked world. The second incarnation flowed out of the first, out of God's loving union with physical creation. Let these words sink into your soul.
Our reflection is from Maria Kressler. According to Wikipedia, incarnation literally means embodied in flesh or taking on flesh. It refers to the conception and the embodiment of a deity or spirit in some earthly form or the appearance of a god as a human. Wikipedia goes on to say, if we capitalize the word, it is the union of divinity with humanity in Jesus Christ, the incarnation, Jesus. Let's take a moment to look at incarnation not capitalized. Here at Ignatius House, retreatants often speak of their encounters with God that they have in nature. They encounter God in God's creation of life in many forms. We might call this God's first incarnation. God being present in some earthly form. These retreatants often speak of locking eyes with a deer in the stillness of the woods, or a red bird that suddenly flies up and perches near them and lingers for an unusually long period of time. These encounters captivate them and engage them in a silent dialogue between the creature and the retreatant. These encounters are moments that communicate love, forgiveness, healing, consolations of all kinds. As Richard Rohr points out, it becomes clear that the hiding place for the spirit is an ordinary matter. God is indeed in all things. God's presence is real and all creation sings the greatness of our God. In ancient spirituality, we often speak of God's creating us moment by moment. Each day is in fact a new day. Every experience of my life continues to build on the previous one. I am a process. I am becoming. You are becoming. And hopefully we are becoming closer to our truest selves and better reflections of God. Like each one of us, God loved creation into being each step of the way, moment by moment, constantly creating, changing, transforming us. We are not static. Life is not static. It is always changing, moving towards something, becoming. God has poured divine presence into the physical and material world. God poured God's self into all of creation and into all of us. In essence, as Richard Rohr has said in other writings, God loves things by becoming them. Perhaps it is a question we should be sitting with as we move towards the celebration of the incarnation with a capital I, the union of divinity with humanity in Jesus. If we believe that God poured God's self into all of creation and that every part of creation has God in it, from the very beginning, light and dark, land and water, and all living creatures, it isn't a hard leap of faith to see God in the human. Richard Rohr is hinting at this while he alludes to Jesus as a second incarnation. So when we consider Jesus coming into the world, becoming one of us, we understand just how much God loves us. Again, the notion that God loves things by becoming them. Franciscan Duns Scotus, a doctor of the church, was one of the first to posit that God would have become human whether we had sinned or not. In other words, it wasn't just for saving us, but because of loving us so much. 
incarnation with a capital I is the unity of divinity and humanity, and that is Jesus. The beauty and solemnity of our celebration is that what happened 2,000 plus years ago was that God was telling us also that we too have the both within us. God becomes one of us to show us how to be fully human and recognize that we each have God in us, that we are all divine creatures. God comes vulnerable and needy and a human who needed to be cared for and formed in faith to love God by his parents and community. For us, Jesus becomes our companion, a friend, one who is with us, Emmanuel. After all, as Richard Rohr points out, we Christians daringly believe that God's presence was poured into a single human being so that humanity and divinity can be seen as operating as one in him and therefore in us. This all has had me thinking a lot about our world and what our world would be like if we truly embraced this truth of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, a real historical human being formed in the womb of a woman, born of flesh like you and me, he matured and came to know God through his own prayer. What he knew of God, what he knew of being human, he came to show us literally how to be fully human. He showed us what it would look like to love and care for one another as God loves and cares for us. His divinity was not even truly understood until he rose from the dead. Yes, I know he performed miracles, healed the sick, the lame, rose Lazarus from the dead, but he made it clear that his disciples would do this and more. Just look at John 14, verse 12, because they too have the power within them to love this way, right? And so I think, do we? So I ask myself, what happened? Somewhere along the way in our history as Christians, we got lost. We began to see Jesus's divinity as unattainable out there. We lost sight of the possibility that we too could do these things and more, that we too are both human and divine in every life on this earth. We are each holy, that each that we have been given what we need to make a difference to perform the miracles of love that transform lives. We each have what the world needs within us. As we celebrate the incarnation, Emmanuel, God with us, it reminded me of a poem that I first heard when my first granddaughter was born 11 years ago by Sophia Lyon Foz. It was a poem that reminded us that every one of us has the potential to be the change in the world, in the light in this world. So I hope that we spend some time this week in reflection on how we can live out our call to imitate Christ and be the light in our world. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart.
Creator God, you formed us in our mother's wombs as you formed Jesus. Like a potter with clay, you have molded us, shaped us. Help us to grasp the truth that we too were created, and you have called us to be vessels of love and light in this world. May our lives reflect your love and hope. Help us be the change in the world we so desire. Amen.